0: Hello, beautiful people. Happy August 12th night for me. (laughs) We are still working on Recovery Dharma. We got a couple more nights, I think. And then we're probably going to do our Step 8 work because I have a feeling we're getting close to the podcast frequency going down a little. I don't have definites about the office. They, They had changed their mind. But I want to make sure we get everything in that we want to get in and get some of the interviews, the interview shows done and out there because there's a a lot of really good information coming up with future interviews. And I got to share them with you. So, (laughs) all right. So tonight's focus of the Eightfold Path is wise mindfulness And as you can expect, there's probably there's a lot involved in this, but I'm going to try to highlight the the key points. So, why is mindfulness? Mindfulness is being present to what's going on in our minds, bodies, hearts, and the world, and it's the central practice of the Eightfold Path. We learn to be present for the way things are with compassion, without judging them or ourselves. Mindfulness is being aware of whatever is present, noticing it, and letting it pass. It's also remembering that we're on a path leading to our freedom and long-lasting happiness. Mindfulness is noticing the experience in the moment, in that moment, before we get lost in judgment of the moment or the stories we spin about it. So this is with our own thoughts or with anything, really. We shouldn't be passing judgment or they don't say it quite as strict as that, but (laughs) being mindful is to help us not put judgment. When I go to yoga, they always, I love yoga teachers for this reason because they're always, their language is so kind and forgiving and mindful. They're not telling you, you're a loser if you can't do, you know, tree pose. They're telling you to listen to your body and to be mindful of what you can and can't handle and to be present in the moment that your body is going through it. And they just, they have such a beautiful language about it. And it's it's all different styles. From my experience with different teachers, it's it's interesting. And it's, it helps, that's one of the ways that helps me Remember to be mindful is by trying to watch the strategies that these yoga folks do. Mindfulness encourages us to be open and to investigate the painful experiences and our habitual reactions to those experiences rather than to deny, ignore, suppress, or run from them. The reason I call this one out is this is, a, this is a Bobby belief down to the core based on my own experience is that a big part of why we gamble is because we are denying or ignoring or suppressing whatever feelings or whatever's going on and that's why we're... Well, that's what drove me to the casino was not wanting to deal with certain things. And I apologize again. I really, I I don't know if it's, maybe it's since I stopped drinking coffee that I'm yawning on you guys more, but I need to keep not drinking coffee and get my body to figure out how to function without it and not be so rude to you. But yeah, so going to the casino and this is the, or betting, gambling, whatever, whatever your style was, is is a band-aid for these things, and in the book here, it talks about how, you know, not dealing with the issues can lead to other problems, And, and especially with as much as we judge ourselves, we would... Maybe ignore things, but then judge ourselves for ignoring them, and we go through these cycles, and it all just keeps the shit. It's like stirring the shit in our negative bucket. That's it. It's like making shit soup in our bucket <laughs> instead of um, emptying it and moving on. And as a reminder, I I also want to call this out is, and I I love that this is also consistent across whatever. Um, Whatever platform of recovery this conversation comes up a lot is we often talk way more harshly to ourselves than we ever would to somebody else. So we really need to treat ourselves like we would treat our best friend or any other person for that matter. We would never, ever, ever talk to other people the way that our little voices talk to us. There are four foundations in the mindfulness practice here. Uh, Mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of feeling and feeling tones, which involves noticing emotional tone, pleasure or displeasure that comes with every sensation, even when the sensation is thought. I didn't know what that one meant, so I wanted to clear that up. Mindfulness of the mind and mindfulness of mental objects or mental phenomenon, and that's when we're noticing when a thought arises, being aware of it without judgment or evaluation and allowing it to pass without holding on to it or creating a story. That takes skill, people. I know I've been struggling lately so, so bad with my meditation in the morning, and I don't know if it's because I got out of the practice at TM, and I hadn't even gotten really good at it, But as my schedule got busier and busier, I kind of pushed off the TM at the Transcendental Meditation and started doing whatever meditations were the focus on whatever class I was taking. And there was different styles. You know, I was doing Deepak meditations the last round when I was doing the Recovery Elevator. I was doing pause meditations. Um, It's it's. Different, And I still go to sleep most nights with meditations. I turn it on and listen to it. So there's a lot of different, different ways, but somehow I've really lost my ability to sit still. And um, I'm trying to get back into it. And honestly, I can't get more than 5, 10 minutes of just sitting there, just sitting still like that. Never mind slowing the thoughts down as they come. And they say in transcendental meditation that it's okay for our thoughts to come, but I still want to like conquer it and figure out how to slow down. And I also want to learn more about um Joe Dispenza's kind of meditations. I'm reading I'm reading one of his books and I I want to get a, a little bit more appreciation for how he does things. I've tried listening to his YouTube meditations without the anchoring of the books, and I just don't enjoy them. And what I'm realizing is now that I'm reading the books, I understand what he's talking about and why the meditations are the way they are. So I kind of want to embrace them as well. So I'm still playing and learning with that. And it's, it's definitely, I have to look at it like playing and learning because if I don't want it to feel like work. You know, and and I can't beat myself up, right? It's the no judgment part. I need to just kind of go with the flow about it. Okay, here's the questions for wise mindfulness. What are steps you can take to support a regular meditation practice? Okay, so I guess practice would be one of them. And also I think exploring different meditations so that you can figure out which ones. It is that you like best because what what likes and serves me may not you may not like or it may not you know, you may not connect to it. So I I think it the steps would be scheduling it in would be another step to support it. Also, um, getting a couple of those apps on the phone. I I use Insight Timer and I've actually upgraded to the paid one. So I have, there's there's so many on there, I don't even think I need the paid one, but I like the repeat button that I use while I'm sleeping so that it'll happen more than once. I don't know if that's, maybe I'm not even right about that. But anyway, Insight Timer is the one that's my favorite. But there's Calm, there's one that begins with an H, I feel like. But there's plenty out there that are totally free. What steps can you take to practice mindfulness more throughout the day by checking in with yourself about how you're feeling and pausing before reacting to situations. So, a couple tricks on this that I try to use, guys, is um, the I, I try to do this walking meditation. I've shared this with you before, and try to just focus on that. I also, and I haven't been, I haven't been good at this either lately um is just being mindful as i as i walk like practicing walking and okay i'm noticing this sign or okay this tree um i've incorporated even just taking pictures of some of the flowers cuz flowers are definitely i'm attracted to them and they I, I just communicate well with them so as i'm going through the area that i walk i'll take notice of the different flowers and then because I'm trying to take notice of things, I can remind myself that I'm supposed to take notice of myself and I'll try to look at, listen to my breath and um, all of a sudden I'm distracted and not doing it anymore. So it's, it's definitely practice and I think the first part for me was being aware. I wasn't even aware that I needed to be mindful or present or that there was benefits to being mindful or present so I was never trying it before. What are steps you can take to sit with your discomfort instead of running from it or running towards temporary pleasure? (laughs) It's a good one, right? I think, I think, oh, I think for me what works and some steps are, as not fun as this is, but, you know, crying, feeling. I have gotten to where a couple times... I'm like, okay, you're feeling this. Just feel it. It won't last forever. And kind of talked myself into it that way. And reminding myself, like we talked about last night or this morning, I don't even remember, but that parable with, you know, all good things must come to an end or all things, or this too shall pass. So those feelings will eventually pass. The other thing is, Start dealing with whatever it is. Whatever's causing that discomfort or that bad feeling, let's start addressing it. What are the steps you can take to question the truths that your mind tells you rather than automatically believing them? And truths was in air quotes or real quotes. Identify specific instances where your mind and perceptions lied to you about the truth of a situation and how being aware of that might have changed your reaction and led to a less harmful outcome. So I, I was sharing this story with someone on the phone Saturday night, and it happened to me twice with two different people. And I I got really offended. And I'll tell you what my brain said, and I don't know what the reality is, but I'll and that's probably why I'm sharing this with you but in two different classes um so if you've been on a zoom call you know that you can um chat or send messages and you can send it to the whole room under everybody or you can text people privately so in two different situations two different classes i had texted the the leader of the you know the programs that i was in Compliments, mind you, not even. Um, I think maybe there was a question for one, but it was it was feedback. It wasn't like blow smoke shit. It was it was feedback. And um, within a moment of me sending messages to both of these people, their um, they put their screensaver on. <laughs> you know, like, and both times, and it happened within a short period of time. Both times, I took it like a big. Well, F you, Bobby. Like, don't talk to me or something. Now, that would be one of those lies. I don't think that either one of them were telling me F you. There could be 10,000 things going on. One of them has four kids or three kids. So it could have been uh, he had to address the kids or maybe he gets bombarded with a lot of people writing to him and he can't just answer everybody. So there could have been a ton of reasons why this happened. My brain wanted to make it... Uh, a personal poor Bobby thing instead of, you know, understanding that it could, they could have done this for a million other reasons. Who knows? Maybe it was a personal Bobby thing. But the chances of that, because I don't know if I've told you this before, but we're just not that important to other people. Like nobody's gonna put that much effort into being, you know, like... Rude. I don't. I don't feel that way anyway. So I still don't know why, but my brain could have had such a field day with that. And the way my brain works, it would have been like, well, you didn't want to respond to me. Well, f you. I'm not going to go to your class anymore that I've already paid for for the next, you know, forty weeks or whatever that looks like. Um, I, I could cut myself, my nose to spite my face very easily, and that would have been a perfect situation to do that in. So it's important to not listen to the lies. What we don't know is, is the lies because it can hurt us. Think about the times you felt fear, doubt, or hesitation. Now let yourself become aware of their temporary nature. How might the awareness have led to an outcome that was less harmful? Hmm. Fear, doubt, or hesitation. Let yourself become aware of their temporary nature. Um. So I guess. I I guess one of the things, this is just one of the things that I'm struggling with. I don't know if it aligns with this last question, but I still don't like being on the video I practice and you know I talk on my Facebook lives I talk in groups I I do it for IGTV now I have to make videos for um, different aspects within the 321 world and it still just is not my forte it's not what I enjoy and it's because of The fear and the doubt like, oh, I don't look as pretty as other girls or my nose looks big on camera or nobody's going to watch this. I I put all this pressure and all these feelings on myself that, again, may not be true. And also, even if I am afraid, once I start talking and stuff, I forget that I'm even on camera and I'm just jibber-jabbing away just like, When I was so petrified of talking to you guys on the podcast, weeks it took me to get behind the microphone. I had my little room all set up and I was scared death, but finally I got there. So, if I was more aware of that and knew that it was going to be temporary in nature using this wise mindfulness, maybe I would have recorded it sooner um, or, you know, gave myself a little bit more grace. It's, you know, because I believe I always end up where I'm supposed to and that things happen the way they're supposed to, it's not like I feel like I lost anything. But maybe I could have been doing my podcast sooner um, and and maybe impacting people differently. Who knows? But the practice of being more mindful of of that and anything I do... I feel is becoming more of a priority for me because if I'm aware of it, I could just deal with it and keep moving on. And boy, I want that skill. I want that skill so bad. So it's definitely something I've been spending a lot of time working on. And I'll continue to share with you as I continue to work on it. It's uh, It intrigues me. It makes me feel better. I definitely have to get more grounded and, and stop letting my brain race the way it's been racing. Lately, there's, you know, a lot going on trying to um, deliver and manage and navigate a lot of things right now. And it's okay that like this morning, for example, um, I I made I made a mistake. I I shouldn't have looked at my phone and I did and I responded and somebody wanted to talk. And I went to go meditate, and then that was like racing through my head, and my whole morning routine got screwed up because i I wanted to just respond, and I shouldn't have even looked i wouldn't have I wouldn't have been in this situation, and then you know, like what I realized and what I need to be aware of and mindful of was. I, and I have no problem letting this person vent or anybody vent or do whatever, but it like set the tone for my day. I wasn't prepared to be a sounding board because I wasn't I wasn't set up for the day. I hadn't meditated. I hadn't done my affirmations. I hadn't I hadn't done a lot of the things I need to do that keep me in my positive space. It's not just, oh, I woke up today, I'm gonna be happy go lucky. No, it's still work. I still have to be diligent about working on it I mean in general I'm I'm pretty happy but when you when you the, the couple things that were bad was I was I was being reactive instead of um, proactive like I lost control of my day before my day even started and then by eight o'clock I was a shit show in our meeting because I was just so frustrated with the day already and I wasn't showing up the way I wanted to show up. But I was very aware of all that. And I had to re, you know, reset myself, which eventually I came to. I can't even remember how I got there, but um, you know, taking a shower, freshening it up, just recentering my mind. I read my little couple chapters in the book. So it was it was being aware of what I needed to do, being aware of what I was feeling. So this mindfulness stuff, I think can save us because I could have I could have snowballed the whole day of being miserable, which would have got me even more to nowhere nowhereville. <laughs> but instead I I was able to get some stuff done today, um, show up for my last class that just finished and and make some progress. So that's kind of where where I'm at mentally and how mindfulness plays into my day and my attitude and and my behavior. So I hope that helps. I am going to go to Zumba again today, guys. How exciting is that? One of my friends uh, messaged me and invited me to go. And um, somebody I was just thinking about the other day. So I'm glad that she reached out. We're going to go have a good time. And I'm like tickled pink to do Zumba two days in a row. Never mind doing it outside. I'm totally all about getting a tan and Zumba in at the same time. I think that would make for a perfect day. <laughs> so it's at 6.30 tonight, though, so it's not going to be quite as as early as um, tanning weather for me, but I shall live. I'll still get to shake my rump. <laughs> not very gracefully, but... Shake my rump nonetheless. All right, beautiful people. Have a marvelous night. I will talk to you guys in the morning. Tomorrow's mom's birthday, August 13th. We'll be celebrating. How? But we'll be celebrating. (laughs) All right. I love you. Have a good night.